Welcome back, everybody. This is podcast number five of the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. We're going to be talking about prep sports all up and down the Keys this week. We're going to talk about the high school football games last week and who's playing this week and where they're playing. Let's start with some big news. Last week in cross country, Marathon participated in the Miami Country Day cross country race. And Vance Bursa was first overall in the race. Uh, he got first overall. His time was 1740. For the girls for Marathon, Mikkel Ross was 10th overall girl, uh, the first for Marathon, and her time was 2422. The other boys for Marathon, finishing second for Marathon, Jacob Bursa, then Mason Buxton, Tony Bursa, and then Dylan Shalar. For the girls at the Miami Country Day cross country meet, Mikkel Ross was first of all, first winner. With a 2422, Maeve Merriman was second, Madeline Thornton, Ella Dunn, and Sarah Robinson will round up for marathon. Key West did the King of the Hill race, and Colvin Hill had a 2038 to finish first for Key West, followed by Daniel Roy, Jervin Louis, Edward Baker, and Sebastian Jerzinski rounded up for Key West. As far as the girls go at the Key West King of the Hill race, Kayla McKema, 23.58, first overall. Laria Anila was second. Gianna Merchant, third. Valerie Juarez was fourth. And Deanna Mercier was fifth. Now, at the Miami Country Day cross-country meet, a middle school race was also completed by some marathon middle schoolers. Emmett Merriman, as a sixth grader, was eighth place overall. And Rebecca Merriman was tenth place overall. Last week, golf, 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 golf's going on in the Keys. You have Key West High School has a team, Coral Shores has a team, Marathon has a team. And you guys know, if you're listening to this, you've lived in Monroe County before, you know you travel a lot to the mainland to play a lot of the times. Golf's been doing a great thing. They've been playing each other in Key West. They've been playing in Marathon. They've been playing at Coral Shores. And last week they played the number one golfer for the keys during that day was Devin Gilday shot a 38 and nine holes 38. Yeah, that's a pretty good score. Rocco Twyman and Thomas Highsmith both had a 43 for Key West. So the top three golfers were from Key West marathons. Fisher Coleman Sayer shot a 46. Michael Merriman from marathon shot a 54. Uh, Judah Olson shot a 55 for Key West. Rosca, Rocco Riscatella shot a 57 for Marathon. Colin Coleman Sayer shot a 59 for Marathon also. Coral Shores had Tanel Irons shot a 60. And Kaysen Johnson shot a 62 for Coral Shores. As far as the girls golfers go, there are girls golf. There is girls golf in Key West Marathon and Coral Shores. The top golfer for the girls was Coral Shores' Gabby Thomas with a 49. Then Marathon High School's Summer Haynes shot a 55. Key West High School's Savannah Orpeza shot a 59. So that wraps up golf for this week. Um, volleyball. Volleyball up and down the keys. Everybody's playing volleyball. Last week, Coral Shores lost to Miami LaSalle. They lost in three sets, but they beat Marathon in three sets. Three to nothing. We had an inter-county matchup last week, Coral Shores and Marathon. Last week, Marathon lost to Coral Shores, but 
beat Horeb Christian 3-1 up at the Goulds Gym. Key West High School lost to Gulf Coast High School. Big 7A high school, large school, came down to Key West, and they were able to beat Key West High School zero sets to three. So that's the wrap-up with the local sports going on last week. We're going to talk to Coach Ed Holly right now at Coral Shores. He's going to tell us about his exciting game last week at home in Tavernier versus Palmer. Welcome, everybody. We are starting up the keys today with everybody's favorite coach, the Coral Shores coach, Ed Holly. How you doing, sir? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me today. What a great day. Um, I know that you guys played last week, and you might have changed schools. You might have gone south a little bit, but there's still a rivalry between Coral Shores and Palmer. And it looks like Palmer got the best this time, 19 to 14. Um, what, what do you want to talk about, Coach? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. And, yes, we're very excited that the uh, game between Coral Shores and Palmer got back on our schedule. We really want to thank our conference for making that happen. You know, for the last five or six years, we haven't played Palmer because of scheduling conflicts and having the ability to play them and, and put them on the schedule, especially early, was a great test for us. Our guys played extremely hard. We had a lot of fun. They prepared really well. It just didn't happen to go our way at the end. But I'm telling you, our guys learned a lot from the game. They competed. They have to be in this kind of game to understand with such a young team to understand, you know, how uh, penalties and, and big plays affect the game. So we learned an awful lot, and it was a great growing experience for the Kings. You absolutely need those things every year, especially, uh, you know, you were here before, but you are a new coach. The players are getting used to them. You're getting used to the players. They need to be put into these pressure situations sometimes and fail before they could succeed. And I think that's an important thing. You know, you got to be patient sometimes because you're never going to be great at something the first couple times you do it. And you have a young team and they have to go through the downs to get to the ups. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. It's like Bobby Bowden said, you know, you have to lose the close ones in order to win the close ones in order to win the big ones. And that's the growing process that we have and that we're taking on with this team. And we're embracing that challenge and, and we're excited for the opportunity, hopefully to get a chance maybe in the playoffs to play them again. But right now we just, uh, we're learning from the mistakes and, and we, but we did an awful lot of good things too. I mean, you know, from our running backs to our offense line, to our receivers, to on defense, to running around, to making great open field tackles. We're becoming a really good football team. It just takes a little bit of time. Now, I was reading in last week's uh, Keys Weekly Sports Edition about the conference that you you guys at Coral Shores are in. Can you talk to our fans about it a little bit, like who's in it, what is it called, and what you guys are sort of playing for? Absolutely. So it's the Florida Independent Football Conference. And you can still be a member of the Florida Independent Football Conference and a member of the FHSAA State Series. At Coral Shores, there's well, there's three divisions. The first division is North Division. Then we have a Central Division, and Coral Shores is in the South Division. And the South Division makeup is Coral Shores, Palmer, Palm Blade, and Everglades Prep. So what we're all fighting for is the number one seed and um, an opportunity to play for the playoffs, which will be at Tropical Park in November. 
that's exciting to play at Tropical Park and to have something to play for. You know, um, Marathon is currently independent. Key West in the past has been independent. Coral Shores has been independent for a long time. So our fans out there, I think, sort of understand the concept of being an independent. You don't necessarily are playing in a district. But what this does give you, if I am correct, Coach, something for your team to play for. You guys have a playoffs at the end of the season, even though you're independent. You have a seating and there is a championship. And what a great thing for your team to have. Exactly. So anytime you get an opportunity to play for a championship and play in the championship division and have the opportunity to compete at the end of the year, you have opportunities to learn about your team, to allow your team to grow, especially early. You never want a loss, but if a loss has to come and a learning experience has to come your way, you want to make sure it's early so you can learn from it and get the wins later on. Now this week I was looking online. It looks like you're home against Palm Glades Prep Academy. Is that correct? Yes, sir. In fact, they just beat uh, Alonzo Morning last week, and they're going to be coming in on Friday for a great game. So they're coming off of a big win. They're looking to probably take the biggest trip of their high school career down to the Florida Keys. They're going to go over that 18-mile stretch, and they're going to get to (laughs) Coral Shores High School. And you guys are going to be waiting for them. So Friday, what time, Coach? Friday, 7 o'clock at Coral Shores High School. The band's going to be there. The cheerleaders are going to be there. Canets are going to be there. Our community supports us, supports us like crazy. It's going to be an electric atmosphere, and we can't wait. So if you are in the upper keys, middle keys, lower keys, and you want to see some football action Friday, 7 o'clock, Coral Shores High School, it will be the place to be. Thanks for coming on, Coach. Thank you very much. You go, Kane. All right. Here we are. I have Coach Mac Childress on the line from Marathon High School coming off a great big win. Coach, how you doing? Good, Sean. How you doing today? I'm doing great. So you guys, after a couple-year layoff, went back to playing football against Miami Country Day, and you guys ended up winning the game. What were your big takeaways from that win? Well, I think the biggest thing is the way our offensive line's coming off the ball. I think, um, you know, with our with our strategy on offense of really holding the ball and, and time of possession and killing clock, um, I think our offensive line's continually getting better every week. Um, and you can see that we had a hat on a hat. Um, and we were able to run for a lot of yards. And, you know, our, our system is whoever's in the backfield is going to get yards if we block it right. So was, I'm, I really noticed in that offensive line gelling and coming together, um, especially from that first week. So what was it like for the, your first game of the year, going away, getting on the bus, riding around? I know that you had an away game for St. Brendan's, but a regular season away game. How did the team respond to getting out of school early, which a lot of our fans understand because they played sports here in Monroe County, taking that long bus ride and playing? How did it go? Yes, it, I thought it went well. You know, we, we have got some seniors who've been through it a lot. Um, so they've kind of, you know, coached up the younger guys. And we always say it's a business trip. You know, we're, we're here, to, we're, you know, on the road to take care of business and that's what we're doing. So, um, you know, you get a lot of young guys, sometimes they'll, their, their minds will become weary on the road a little bit. Um, but I thought our focus was pretty good overall. We, we came out and we, we, you know, we were eight, up eight, nothing at halftime. We, we, we played, you know, it took us a little while to get going. I'd like to see that, you know, improve as we go. But um, I thought, you know, overall, our kids were pretty focused, especially our young kids. They did a pretty nice job for their first time, first real road uh, varsity football game. So I thought they did a pretty good job. 
That's all right. That's fantastic. So coming up this week, you guys are away again. You guys are playing on a Thursday against University School. Now, what do you know about University School this year, Coach? Well, they've got a nice, it looks like, you know, on film, we, we traded film, and so we've got their last couple games. They've got a real nice spread offense they run. Um, their defense seems to fly to the ball, and it's going to be, a, we, we've got, you know, it's, it's all hands on deck this week. We know we've got our work cut out for us, and that's what we want. We want to, we want to have to play our A game to win, um, and this is definitely going to be that, that kind of game. So we're, you know, we're going to have to play, you know, fundamentally sound on defense and, you know, break even or even, you know, win on special teams and let, let our offense do our thing. Um, and we, we realize it's going to be a dogfight for 48 minutes. So we're, we're hoping to wear them down with our offense. And, um, you know, hopefully we're in you know better shape than our opponent, which is something that we take pride in. And, you know, win it close in the fourth quarter. That's kind of our whole whole scheme of what we're doing everything. Um, so I think if we can be in it late, I think we're going to have a great chance to win. So your Marathon Dolphins will be traveling up on Thursday this week up to university school. I'm sure that the fans of Marathon, the fans of university are going to be able to watch online. If you search at university school, there's a good chance they'll be streaming it. Thanks for coming on the podcast this week, Coach, and good luck this week. Absolutely, and go Dolphins. Thank you. Thank you so much. And here we are, guys, all the way down in Key West, Key West Conk Country, head coach, Coach Johnny Hughes. How you doing, sir? Doing good, Sean. How you doing? So last week, Boca Raton came down to the backyard and, uh, you know, we're able to beat you guys. I know that you had a number of injuries and you never want to use that as an excuse, but we're looking forward to next week. But before that, you want to talk about that game a little bit? Yeah, we just got, we just got outplayed, you know, um, outmuscled. We were... You know, we usually take pride in being a pretty physical team, but they were definitely the more physical team that night. Um, took it to us early and took it to us often, and uh, you know we got to bounce back from that one. And Boca Raton—that's that is a, a larger school, one of the many schools coming down to play you guys this year. Are you guys going to be at home again this week, Coach? We will be. Uh, we have true prep coming in. It's one of the one of the games that was canceled um, when um, Surge Academy decided not to field the team this year. Um, you know, we've played surge a couple times in the past few years, but for some reason they decided they weren't going to be able to field the team. So we had to, we were left scrambling the, uh, the first week of the season, actually, we found out to try to find a replacement and we're able to, uh, locate true prep Academy and, um, you know, they'll be coming down Friday night. So true prep Academy for our longtime keys fans of all the keys schools and all the football teams. That's a school that we haven't heard too often. Can, what can you tell me about true prep? Where are they located? What are you expecting? What do they look like on film? Uh, Miami gardens. Um, in a couple of years ago, they were the school that, uh, when uh, COVID shut down university schools, football program, um, uh, that team was, you know, poised to run, take us, uh, run at the state championship that year. All those players transferred over to True Prep. Uh, Mario Smith, who's been, um, he's, he's known throughout Dade County. He's coached at several different programs, including Pace, I believe, um, a couple other schools. But, you know, he heads up that school. Um, they're not, uh, you know, state contenders they were when the university school students were there. But um, they're extremely athletic, uh, fast, um, you know, typical Typical Miami school, they're going to come out, you know, spread offense, go five wide and empty at times and just, just throw the ball as many times as they can and see what they get. So they're going to come out in a spread offense. How do you, like, with your program and your team, 
you know, a number of, of the teams, obviously in South Florida, everyone except for like Marathon and Key West and Coral Shores is involved almost in a year round seven on seven. So your defenses are constantly able to practice against that. I mean, obviously you guys are not throwing the ball, but how do you prepare your defense for these spread teams day in and day out when you don't have the 365 day a year, seven on seven, that's going on almost everywhere else. Yeah. You know, you just don't see those reps that some of those guys get, you know, um, you know, so you try to prepare them the best you can, but you know, one of the issues with, you know, the keys football is if you take, you know, a certain amount of kids and you put them on defense and that's your starting group to be able to get a, a good look on the other side of the ball, you have to be using a lot younger kids who, who may not have the same, you know, um, skill level that the, the opponent's going to have. So it's hard to get that kind of look, you know, the replicate team speed, the game speed that we're going to see. Um, so it is a challenge, you know, but it's something that we all face down here in the Keys and, you know, we have to deal with. Yeah, I, I, w- I was asking you for advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that, based that, on last game, I'm not one to give it out right well, now. Well, there's a bigger picture, but that's something that – that we deal with, you know, in marathon is getting guys to understand, you know, how to play zone defense and how to play against all of these spread offenses. But uh, moving back to you, I know that it's no excuse, but the injury bug has hit Key West High School. Is anybody better? What's your prognosis on getting your guys back? We had um, James Rumble got some reps, you know, Friday night, you know, still not 100%, but it's good to see him get some action. You know, he had a, uh, I think he had a 31-yard run that, you know, the old James would have taken that to the house. You know, they wouldn't have caught him. But, you know, he's, he's probably still around 80%, you know, with that hamstring, which, you know, the MRI came back. It's not torn. It's, you know, it's just, he's got some scar tissue built up from his track injury, and that, that seems to be the, 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 the hampering part of that, that he feels that like it's going to be a, a hamstring injury again. And, you know, when it's just that scar tissue breaking apart and, you know, so mentally he's got to come over, overcome that part of it, or that fear of, oh, boy, here we go again. Um, Augie Berlanga, our starting center, he's, you know, he's still still a few weeks away. Luckily, the, you know, he only has a, a grade two sprain as the MCL. Um, there's no tears in there, which is great news for him. He'll, he'll get to get some time for his senior season, which is important. Um, you know, uh, our quarterback is still, you know, he's not the what he was in that preseason game to the ankle injury, but, you know, um, you know, tough kid fighting it out, toughing it out, and, you're giving us all we got. And we had a bit of a, you know, a, a flu bug or um, a fake COVID bug going through the, the locker room last week. And that, that knocked a lot of guys out of practice, you know, and, you know, you just can't, you just can't replicate, you know, can't step on the field Friday night if you haven't been doing it all week in practice either. And, um, you yeah, know, we just, we just didn't, we just didn't perform well. And um, hats off to Booker Tony. They came down to great plan and, you know, they outplayed us, they outcoached us. They just did a great job. Well, you know as well as I know that these are just parts of the ups and the downs of the season, and you guys are going to bounce back, and you guys are going to get better, and we still have a lot of season in front of us. So, Coach, you guys, are you guys, don't, I, I'm going on a bus on Thursday again. Are you guys home again? We are home again. Um, you know, we're, we're at school, we're, you know, getting ready to get some film in from the last, you know, last game, and, you know, some teaching tape, as you know, and you know, point out some mistakes, but you can't dwell on it too much because you got to move on for, you know, what's coming up. But yeah, we're home again and uh, we won't be on the road until I think Fantasy Fest weekend. What a perfect situation for you as a coach. <laughs> the, yeah, one, it's just, yeah. uh, the only problem is, you know, having to load a concession stand every week. That's getting to be a more, more of a chore, you know, right. because we're just, 
we're running out of material there and having to go back and refill every week. Well, you could dry your eyes with $100 bills for your football program. There you program go, you know. So. <laughs> Listen, good luck this week against True Prep, and good luck, and we'll touch base with you again. I'm going to run the Christopher Andre Auto interview right after this, and let me tell you, Coach, what an unbelievably amazing young man that you have there. Yeah, he's a... Uh... He's special, you know, and, you know, you always say, hey, listen, I wish I had more of him, but, oh, boy, do I wish I had more of him. You know, he's, he does it all. He checks all the boxes, man. Great kid, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's definitely raised the right way. Well, thank you so much for that, and good luck this week, and we'll hear back from you soon, Coach. Appreciate it, Tom. All right, have a great day. And now, like you heard at the end of that last segment when I was talking to Coach Johnny Hughes from Key West High School, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, about a week or two ago, I interviewed Christopher Andre Otto, um, goes by Christopher Otto, Andre Otto. He is an offensive tackle at Key West High School, and he has a number of college offers right now, uh, numbering in the 20s as we speak and growing every day. And I thought it would be a great idea to interview him and to see what makes him tick as he is moving on through his senior year, and he is definitely a Division One football prospect. He has offers from the Ivy Leagues. He has offers from Florida State and everyone in between. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Christopher Otto. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap, and I'm very excited to have this guest on, and it is Key West High School offensive tackle senior, Andre Otto. How are you doing, Andre? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Um, for those of you guys out there in the Keys that don't know, Andre's a senior at Key West High School, and he's been playing football, and he is being recruited by some of the greatest universities in the country some of the top football schools and some of the top academic schools are all in pursuit of this uh, young man from key west so let's start from the beginning now were you born in key west did you spend your um, childhood here how, how did that work out for you andre i was born in mississippi and then katrina came and wiped up all our homes and we had family down here so then i was I came down here when I was like three, so I was raised down here. So a lot of people, a lot of people leave key, leave the keys after a hurricane, but it was Katrina that yeah. brought you here when you were three. And um, what what was it like, like for you living in Key West, um, going to school, and what got you started in playing football? So. Uh, I mean, we went down, I've been like living here since I was three, I've done school. I really didn't like doing the flag football when I was really young. So I kind of quit football. I've done all the sports down here, all hockey, soccer, lacrosse, wrestling, all of it. But when I was in the first grade, one of my old coaches, coach Jason Roberts came up to me in the Sears parking lot. And he was like, you want to play football? And I was like, I didn't really like football coach. I don't like, like running around with flags on. And he was like, no, like hitting football. So they brought me into the hitting football a year early to go play up for them for the Dolphins in the little B Citizen League. It was awesome, and that's kind of where I kind of fell in love with it. So, did you from the beginning? Um, I'm assuming by the sound of this, from the beginning, uh, you were always a lineman, offensive, defensive lineman. Always, yes, sir. Now, 
what teams so you started out because you know a little thing about me that you might not find interesting was i coached for a long time in the key west junior football league and in fact that's actually where i got to know coach hughes because coach hughes was coaching in the junior football league we coached okay. our, yeah we coached our sons for years in the key west junior football games and we had a ton of fantastic great matchups throughout the years and there's just a, a lot of i have a lot of respect for your coach um Tell me, give me your breakdown of teams. You played for the Dolphins, and who'd you play for? And then in B division, I went up to the Colts, and then I was the first group to go up to the middle school and do HOB, so I didn't ever get to do the A division thing. I got you. Well, who was your coach in B division? Uh, the first year, I had this military guy. He moved. Uh-huh. And then the second year, I had Brandon Wallace. Okay. He also moved later on, and his son's playing up in... um. Somewhere in Miami. He's doing good, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember Brandon Wallace when he played at Key, played at Key West High School. Um, So you were part of that first group that went, instead of playing A division at the Key West Junior Football League, you went to HOB and you played for the school team. What what was that experience like? It was a lot different because, especially coaching-wise, it it was more high school-like to where, like, instead of just knowing where the ball is going, you have to know what you have to do and you have specific plays and like specific movements for oh. the ball. And not only that, the competition was a lot different because like, you know, with the junior football league, you go against everyone you've already known. You're all buddies. You've all hung out. But like, this is a lot different. You go up to three, four hour drives to go against some of the better teams, especially in Miami. It, it was way different, but it was a way better experience. I felt like, and it was, it was a great one. It was a lot of memories. Yeah, I remember uh, you had some great coaches there. You had a, a HOB has a fantastic middle school football coaching staff. And I remember those first couple of years, a lot of guys that I coached at Key West High School that were super smart football players were, were coaching there. So I know that you guys got a lot of work. And then it also got you ready for high school. You know, riding those buses is you know, it, it's something probably the first couple times you do it, you're really excited to do it. And then you realize, wow, this is a long trip. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially, at, you know, after the game, when when you're driving home in the bus from Fort Lauderdale and you're going all the way down to Key West, I'm lucky I get to just go all the way down to Marathon, but you're going all the way down <laughs> to Key West. And, and that, exactly. that's, a, that's a long trip. And the sooner it's such an advantage for you guys because the sooner you learn how to deal with that trip and get off the bus and play football, the better your team and you're going to be, you know what I mean? Exactly. I remember our first trip going up, especially for the HOB team. We had a bus with a broken AC. It was the most brutal, horrible trip I have ever taken. But then the expectation is, is you have to get off the bus and you have to play. Exactly. You know, I'll tell you. One time, Andre, because, you know, we're just, we're just talking about high school football here in, in the Florida Keys. I was coaching a marathon maybe 10 years ago, and we had a bus. And, you know, the top of the bridge right before getting on the 18-mile stretch, the bus, mm-hmm. broke, the bus broke down on top of there. And all, all of our players, fortunately, all of the coaches got to get off the bus and experience fresh air and cool air. The players for safety had to stay on the bus for about an hour until they got a new bus, picked us up and took us to Ransom, 
we got off the bus and we lost pretty bad that night. So there's a lot of experiences that you guys get that all of us get in the keys riding that bus all the time. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, if you're, if you're playing in Miami, you're going to take a five, 10, 15 minute bus ride at the most to, to the stadium. You know, we have this unique experience. You look at it positive, you look at it negative, but riding that bus, there's a lot of memories being made when you guys are riding that bus up the old us one. Um, exactly. So you go from HOB, you're playing there and then you come to Key West high school. What was that? What was that like for you? Did you find it to be a big jump between middle school football and high school football? I thought it was a really big jump. Yeah, I mean, it's just, especially when you're like at the top, like as an eighth grader, like knowing that you're at the top, and then going in as a freshman and seeing like, like what I had experienced with like Patrick Barnett and Patois, like these like monstrous mountains of people. Like I'm like I have no chance to ever get there, and like, but you just gotta realize that even as a freshman, it just takes time and experience to get up to that level. You know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So as a freshman, did you play on the JV team? Did you play varsity? Where where did you end up landing that year? I played JV, and then after JV ended that season, Coach allowed us to go and play or, like, watch the varsity games, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So you started then really your varsity career as a sophomore? Not – I mean, I played varsity as a sophomore, but I wasn't, like, one of the – players on the team like I wasn't starting offensive line the only starting spot I had was on special teams as extra point Mm -hmm. so what what changed between your junior and and I'm sorry your sophomore and your junior year that last game against Northwestern when we almost like had them it was just I it's hard watching your team lose to someone good and looking on the sidelines and realizing that like you couldn't do much to help them. So like that, that off season was probably the biggest time that like, I was like, I really have to change and get better. So when, when you, you talk about that changing it better, you're talking about dedicating yourself to the weight room. You talk about going out to run. What, what, what were the changes that you made? Everything. I, yeah. I had to change my mentality on football. I had to change what I was doing, my diet, how I worked out, my endurance, everything. And so that that leads us where we're going. I, I got to say, um, I took a look at your, your huddle, your highlights, and it's, you know, it's impressive. It really is impressive for our listeners out there. Andre, it, I mean, you're listed at 6'6", 295, um, but you – you run very well, and I think it was Coach Hughes told me that you were also a track star at one point, and you ran the 200, correct? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so that's sort of a rarity. I mean, if you go down the line at the recruits of offensive tackles in the United States this year, there's probably a handful of them that actually ran the 200 at any point. So that definitely helps you, and, and you see it. You know, I could see it on the line the way that you're you're firing off the ball and you're running after safeties and and you're doing a really good job. Um, so obviously, well, not so obvious to our listeners, the Ivy Leagues, uh, the Ivy Leagues have been recruiting you, um, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, among others. What? How does that? How does that happen? Did they did they come out and they they contact you? Did you reach out to them? What has like this Ivy League recruitment been like? It was 
honestly really sudden. After I came back from spring break and getting an offer from Coastal Carolina, like Coach Hughes mentioned, like, how do you feel about Ivy Leagues like Harvard and all of them? And he told me that they were interested. And then I got a call from Princeton and they started talking to me. And then, like, after that, it kind of just shot up. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess, like, Princeton, you know, you get on the radar for Princeton and then the rest of the Ivy League starts starts to look at you. And, you know, what great choices you have because you have all of these schools in the Ivy League. But then, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but, you know, Florida State, Duke, um, FIU, of course, I'm partial to because, you know, my son plays there. Um, they, they've, they've all offered and there's a ton of other schools, all the schools, you know, all the major schools around seem to have an interest in you. Um, did you go now for our listeners out there, a lot of recruits, especially in the keys, it helps to go out and go to camps, football camps over the summer. Did you do uh, any camps this past summer? Not really. No. I mean, when I was a freshman, I was thinking about going to camps and I was talking to coach Hughes about it. And he told me that unless you get invited or they're paying for you to go there, there's no point in wasting your money on camps. And that's the same thing that Patrick Barnett told me is that he didn't really go to camps that like he bought. Like if he was invited to go, he would go. Mm -hmm. So the only camp that I went to is when I did my unofficial visit at Florida State. Okay. What was that experience like? Like the actual camp and going going up against uh, kids sort of at your level? Did, was that an enjoyable experience for you? Oh, absolutely. I loved all of that. I loved competition like that. And it was guys bigger than me. And it was just great going against them and meeting people, meeting the team. And I love the campus in general about FSU. And so you're in Key West High School. You're graduating this year. And I was looking over a few things and... Um, I saw that you're part of the morning announcements crew and the video editing and all that stuff and that you actually want to go into, um, what is it called? Cinematography. Is that correct? Or film or something of that nature? Yes, yes, sir. So what is it like? Are you a movie buff? Number one, are you into movies or are you more of a video guy? What, What is it? I like movies a lot. Definitely. If I was to go into film, which I want to do, I probably want to go into producing movies. Okay. And then of course I'm going to give you advice here. Um, this is, you know, my wife, uh, at marathon high school, she teaches the video class and stuff. And, you know, I talk to the students and stuff. If you want to make film, start making film, Andre Otto, start making film right now and put it on YouTube because you guys have such an opportunity to be creative and to get your product out there and do things. There's nothing, nothing stopping you. You have the technology and you have the ability. And I'm sure that, that you could definitely make this happen if you want to. Oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. I've won some competitions last year for film actually so you have you that i love that you've actually made film before and you've submitted them yes, to competition. tell me about this stuff, yeah tell me about uh, the films and tell me about the competitions so one of my films one of my first ones that ever won was called um homemade uh-huh. i was just recording my mom make breakfast and i was like i could make this like really cool creepy idea for this film called all for like the all-american high school film festival which is like one of the biggest film festivals not or nationally and it's in New York City and I submitted it to it and it got a finalist which is pretty crazy for all American, especially when it's a whole country competition. And it's I, I see it kinda as second place. I mean there was like five films that got a finalist and I was one of them. Absolutely. So it was top five at least. 
And, like, after that, like, I just kept producing. There was one in West Palm Beach that I produced for, and I made a PSA for it, like a public service announcement right. on um, on trash in our ocean, and I got first place in that, and I won $1,000. I, I, look at me. I'm telling you to go out and make film, and then here you are making film, winning <laughs> awards. That That is... That, that is unbelievable, man. And I just love the fact that you're out there being creative. And, you know, to be honest with you, I really love film also. And I love movies and everything to do with it. So it's it's great to see that, like, young people going out there and trying to make film. Because, you know, that's the genesis of this whole thing of film is just going out and doing it. Obviously you're going to go to university and if you study film, you're going to get a, you're going to get a great education in film, but you know, to be a filmmaker, you got to make film. And not only are you playing football, not only are you making great grades, but you're also making film too. So, you know, congratulations to all of your accomplishments, Andre, you're making the Florida keys proud of you and, and continue doing what you do. And, Good luck with the rest of the season this year, and and I hope you guys win the rest of your games, and I hope everything works out great for you, Andre. Thank you for coming on today, man. Thank you so much for having me. It it was great, and uh, have a great day, buddy, okay? All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening to podcast number five of the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap. This was a longer one today. You know, you got all the results of the sports last week. We talked to all of the football coaches, and we also talked to Key West High School offensive tackle. Christopher Andre Otto, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. Check out the Keys Weekly newspaper to see some stories on high school sports in print. And look, every Thursday, download this podcast, the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. Thank you.